everybody. This is Rowdy Alternative. I'm here with Chemical Fire. Uh, those Ow! who, yeah, what's up? Those who don't know, it's uh, consists of Taylor Carroll, who is this. They do way more than just this. I'm about to tell you, but we're going to get into that. But drums for Lit, uh, and also R.J. Hale, who drums for Hailstorm. How are you boys doing? We're great, man. How are you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. Glad we got this sorted out, ready to go. Yeah, R.J., your room looks way cooler than mine right now. Are you kidding? You're the one with the Pro Tools screen. It's like, I hey, don't look, know. I you use Pro Tools. You got that <laughs> 80s lighting going on, man. It is vibey in here, yeah. Yeah. I want to party right there. Oh, man. I, I like to party. Imagine I just turned, I just ran in here to turn on the Pro Tools for the uh, for the interview. It's a, yeah, it's oh, a, nice. it's a fake screen. <laughs> that's just his desktop background, yeah. I wasn't prepared <laughs> at all, you know. It's all right. That, that's the beauty in this podcast. I feel like no one's ever really prepared anyway but uh anyway boys uh i guess let's jump right into it just uh, f- get people familiar uh so uh let's start out with uh how'd y'all even meet before the group was even formed like before you Take even away, wanted Taylor. to start the band i think we both have different stories on that no i'm kidding uh <laughs> 2009 i was with a band called pillar i don't know if you remember them or not it's a christian mm. rock group and mm. we were at the Mall of America, and our bus was parked next to an RV. And I told the guys, I was like, that has to be a band. So I just went and knocked on the door because I wanted to know who they were because I guess we were bored and it was a day off, and I was looking for new friends. And then this guy with a long ponytail down to the middle of his back answered the door, and he had a lot of energy. And he goes, hey, what's up, man? Are you guys a band? And I was like, yeah, uh who are you guys? We're called Hailstorm. And so long story short, we ended up hanging out in the mall that day, riding the Rugrats ride, I believe. And then uh, <laughs> that night I got pretty buzzed to put it lightly on their RV. And I somehow made it back to my bus, which is 10 feet away. And and, and Taylor, yeah. do you know why you got so buzzed with Hailstorm that night? Because I took advantage of the fact that I'd never really drank on the road because that was a Christian band. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I thought Christians drank a little bit, but hey, you know, this every one does. camp is different. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we, That's good. we, we succumbed <laughs> into the evil side. <laughs> we did, yeah. And uh, ever since then, we kind of kept in touch. And when the pandemic hit in 2020, we were bored and we remembered a conversation that we had at a billiards bar in Sherman Oaks in 2015 where we were like, Hey man, let's start a band someday. And we had plenty of time to do it in 2020. And I'm so glad we did that. So there yeah, it is. If it was, I, I, I hate to say it, but if it wasn't for the pandemic, it probably never yeah. would have happened because it was the first time that Taylor and I had been off the road for that long of a, of a period of time to where we could right. explore other things, you know, outside of our, our day jobs, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it would have right. never happened if it weren't for the pandemic because we would have never, ever had the time. Thank God for the pandemic, right? Exactly. Well, no, no, let's not say <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> but uh, if, if, if there was a silver lining for us during that really difficult time, honestly, like Taylor and I writing together, it probably really in a quasi way helped us get through it because it was really therapeutic for us to, to write music. That's how, that's our therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and during that time we just put our, 
our hearts and souls and livers on the line and uh and ended up writing you don't some say of the best. livers and ended up, yeah you know it, well yeah definitely definitely you think we drank a lot of alcohol <laughs> that's i definitely went through a lot of wine uh but uh <laughs> but yeah like we started writing the best stuff we'd ever written in our opinions we're like this is like really good i think that we should probably do like what we said that we were going to do so many years ago in Sherman Oaks. Let's do this for real. Let's start a band, you know? Yeah. And here we so, are. So um, before I ask you more about Chemical Fire as like an entity, what do you – so obviously you guys drum. What else do you guys do? Uh, Taylor, I know yesterday you were telling me about uh, you like uh, help make records and stuff. Uh, RJ, you were telling me about you have the uh, – the fragrance channel uh, on the uh, <laughs> Mr. YouTube. Knows himself. Yeah. So, so I guess you could kick it off, RJ. What else do you guys do? Because, like, well, I don't know if anyone really knows. I mean, unfortunately, my my display is empty. Uh, that was another <laughs> thing I got really passionate about during the pandemic was really nerding out about perfumery. I don't know why. <laughs> I just kind of caught on. I started following a bunch of fragrance content creators on YouTube, and I was like, hey. I could do that. That looks like fun. So I did. And now it's kind of snowballed into this crazy thing. But, but yeah, like, you know, we, uh, Taylor and I have always had ambitions beyond just playing drums. Like I've always loved singing. I've always loved songwriting. And Taylor is also an incredible singer, incredible songwriter, incredible producer, and an incredible guitar player. So he's like, he, he does it all. He's like, I call him Swiss army man. He can do everything. <laughs> and he's like the most reliable musical creative partner I've ever had. Cause like, when I start going on a creative tangent, he can actually take the silly ideas I throw at him and make them real and make them <laughs> better than the way they sounded in my mind. So <laughs> I feel so great. I feel so grateful to have a creative partner that has such a great knowledge of all the technical aspects that go into into creating uh, musical tracks and building songs and things like that. And uh, and honestly, like we just feed off each other, you know. So. Uh, uh, and, and that was a big deciding factor of like who was going to play drums. It's like, well, I'm not nearly as good on guitar as you are, so I guess that's you. <laughs> you you play guitar. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. If you practice enough, I'm sure you can start no. nailing that shit. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's very nice Shreddy, of you to say, Shreddy RJ. Shreddy Kruger over here. <laughs> Shreddy Kruger. <laughs> he, uh, it wouldn't work with any other partner for me. I mean, RJ's definitely because we have no formula to chemical fire. It's just a bunch of madness every now and then he'll, he'll write a drum part and then I'll just write a riff over that. And then we'll just spitball and I'll be like, Hey man, I've been feeling this that we should write about lyrically. And then he'll bring something to me too. And we just kind of, there's no formula to it. We just switch it yeah, up really every cool. time. And then sometimes we will start with an acoustic guitar and then it becomes something else. And it's, um, it's definitely always an adventure to see how the next song is going to turn out because it's, it's just kind of chaotic the way that we do it. We just throw a lot of shit at the wall and yeah. most of it sticks. And then we take away just a few things. And then our producer, Scott kind of, you know, arranges everything for us. But to answer your question a little bit further back, I, I do produce bands and artists and co-write a lot. And yeah, we both do a lot of different, stuff outside of this so it kind of keeps us busy 24 7 so whenever we're able to get together like right now it's kind of a rare fun situation even for a zoom so it's kind of cool yeah, yeah we're, we actually next week we've got more writing sessions yeah. we're gonna be working with scott 
and we have no idea what we're going to write about. Honestly, the best song no ideas that we come, the best song ideas we come up with are literally in the car on the way to a writing session. It's like yeah. <laughs> we, we we wrote this song last time and we had nothing. We were sweating bullets. Like we we I got us an Airbnb right next to the studio, so we could just like go there and we just like had a bro hang and. It was really fun. And then when it was time to get to work, we're like, oh no, what do we do? <laughs> and we, <laughs> yeah, just we always, uh, yeah. <laughs> we always hit Starbucks and get like these very caffeinated Americano things. <laughs> and then we just kind of get jittery and start blasting yeah. random music for about 30 minutes. And then we'll just conjure up a title and then we'll just start thinking about it. What does that mean to us? What does that and uh they're not all great but they're ours and they're fun so we like coming up with them together like that and then scott will be like all right cool man and he'll go down any road with us so and it's then kind Taylor of a... comes up with this incredible riff and we're just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's because my uh my drummer will write some absolutely monstrous shit that i can oh, just... play over uh, honestly, so I, I kind of feel bad. I'm like, here's something really weird. <laughs> no, don't don't feel bad for us. We're in a we're in a good spot here. <laughs> but you know, uh, you you have to have that in a creative partner, and and I, you have to have so much trust in in a, in a bandmate, in a creative partner, in a in a, a writing partner. You have to like trust that they know what they're doing, and you know what you're doing, and we both have you know enough experience that we know when something works or something doesn't and if one of us suggests that an idea isn't working we trust our our uh our partners by saying like okay if that idea is no good let's try something else and and that's how we get the best stuff none of us are precious about anything none of us are none of our egos are in the room it, it's all about what's best for the song well i know that my idea is always the better one and i'm so humble so yeah which is exactly <laughs> our method like whatever you say taylor well, in, all, in a totally more kidding. serious note, uh, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Um, in a more serious note, when we do write songs, we'll decide on something and then we'll be the devil's advocate every single time and try to beat it like 25 times, whether it's a note, a lyric, whatever, because we just want to make sure that we're really feeling it every time we play it. And um, it's kind of kind of cool to have a guy that, is as crazy as I am that'll go to like nasty hardworking zones you know where you just zone out and everything you, all you see is black you're just like in a dark tunnel and you just go there and that's what he I does to me bit, I guess we're a bit OCD when it comes to the song it's just like, it's yeah just, you know yeah we, and our motto it works. is like never I mean, settle never oh, it works. settle yeah. yeah but it works yeah you shouldn't settle you should always strive to make it as good as it can be and that's why it helps to have someone like Scott Stevens who acts like a coach in yeah. our writing sessions. He, Poor Scott. He, he's a good he's a good outside ear. I mean, we start going like this. Like we're we're like ah, 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 <laughs> hurricane in the studio. And he just sits there and he's like, Okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. Now put it together. He, he's he's good at keeping the ideas wrangled. Yeah, but honestly, poor Scott, because sometimes he he's like, guys, the first option was fine. We're at like number five right now, you know, and we're just kind of, you know, that's why we're a wrangler. Yeah, we're like, oh, we'll remember. He's like, will you though? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so like when you guys 
uh, first started working together uh, for ke- with Chemical Fire during the pandemic, how did you guys manage with the lockdown rules, all the shit that was going on? How did you guys manage to get your ideas through? And how was that all, how'd that all yeah. work out? Zoom wait, wait, and there, there's this new thing called Zoom. <laughs> and this really old thing called wine. A very old thing called whiskey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, RJ and I, we, yeah, that, that is literally, it was kind of rad. Um, not rad that people were getting sick and that, you know, we couldn't really do anything. But what was rad is all I had to look forward to was kind of go to the park and mm-hmm. then go work on chemical fire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. I would be lying if I said that, like, it, it wasn't nice at times to be able to be in the same zip code, you know, mm-hmm. for yeah. more than, like, uh, you know, okay, because normally it's like, tour for two months, off for two weeks, tour for two, you know, it's, so it was kind of nice to be able to just be at home with my girl and my dog and, and, um, and just to be able to every single day wake up and just write songs, just focus on writing focus on singing like I really like took the opportunity like I turned at the time I was living at my girl's old like little tiny two-bedroom one-bathroom shack which got pretty small pretty quick but I turned our bedroom closet into a vocal booth which she was nice enough for me to do and yeah it was just like you know I don't know when I'm gonna have this much time to focus on this one thing I really want to strengthen my songwriting and singing ability and luckily Taylor was such a blessing at that time because he saw uh, something in me as a songwriter and something in me as a uh, as a singer because Taylor has the producer mentality he like he knows how to spot talent and he saw some potential in me and uh, and and was kind of a, a big help in me finding my voice so thanks Taylor <laughs> oh you got it bud um so. Aside from uh, Zoom, how was the process like logistically when it comes to recording "Dead and Gone," which was the uh, debut single, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. the, was it just a bunch of, like texting back and forth, like like me- voice memos or like recordings, or how'd that all come to be? I know you said you had a a producer friend who helped you out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so how'd Scott, that all work? Scott Stevens is a world renowned producer that has just been kicking ass the last few years. He started out in the X's and he produces a lot of band. I mean, he's done Hailstorm, He's done a lot of, you know, Shinedown stuff, Aaron Jones. And he was just the perfect fit for us, you know, and he still is. And RJ was out of town during that time. I believe he was out doing some Hailstorm dates and we would zoom in with RJ and yeah. just kind of all right like that. And, I showed up to Scott's studio and we, we just kind of went in cold and just, you know, I, I told him some thoughts I had written down and some ideas and that just turned into that song because like I personally wanted to write and so did RJ as well. Like we both personally wanted to write something that was about leaving a legacy behind because, you know, in this life we all want to feel like we did something important and yeah. RJ and I, we feel like we're more than just this or that, whether it's, you know, as a musician, like we wanted to make sure that we had a song that would last. And I'm just really glad that a lot of people usually like it. So because yeah. we really, we really enjoy playing that song. And it kicks ass, it man. Thanks, oh, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, Taylor and I were, we, we, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, no. I Sorry. It, 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 maybe it's my service or something like that. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I was just saying that Taylor and I were kind of very much on the same page when we started the band and and mm-hmm. we're on we're kind of in the same mentality when when we got together to write dead and gone yeah like we we when we had the conversation i remember having the conversation about like you know what, what do we write about and you know do we write about a relationship song or do we do a a, a a struggling with addiction song or something and we just kind of decided like we need to write a song that's like 100 percent about what we're feeling and what's going on in our lives right now because being drummers and you know not really uh not really having the chance to to sing the words that we write uh we kind of feel like it's like you know you kind of don't get all the as much credit as you would if you were actually speaking the words that you write you know it's a different scenario when you're writing for someone else to sing it so which by the way we love our other bands and our other bands love us oh yeah yeah Yeah. but but totally totally different uh, level of creative fulfillment when you actually yeah. get to speak the words that you write. So yeah, it's it was literally a song that we felt like when we sing this live, we need to make sure that we're singing about something that we really feel. And and this band was a chance for us to like show the world what we could do as songwriters and as singers. So it was very autobiographical with what we were feeling in the moment. And yeah, the process of writing it was we would get together on Zoom and we would kind of write the idea and then Scott would help program some some simple demo ideas. And then later, when it became more safe, when we started touring again, it was like around 2021, um, we got together with Scott in the room. And that was when we, we got to finish it. And by awesome. the way, speaking of which, we do have something right? come. Is, it, is, that we a, do... is that what happened? It is what happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, it, we finished it, yeah, it was in Scott's studio, right? We did, yeah, we did. I think and, so, um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's such a blur, man. I mean, because <laughs> we've we've done a lot of stuff in Nashville mm-hmm. at RJ's home, and then we've done yeah. a lot of stuff out here in LA where I am right now, and it, it's just kind of a blur of what we did where. But that is correct. We did do Dead and Gone at Scotts, and then we do have something coming out in a few days that you might appreciate. I'm not going to say what oh. it is right now, but we have something rad coming out that uh, has something to do with that song yeah, awesome. our, our next yeah. single was fully written with the three of us in the same room and it just like you know we we got really good at writing over zoom and doing it remotely but when we were all in the room together like there was just magic in the air so yeah. we feel really stoked about the next song that we have coming out so <laughs> yeah awesome it's yeah be good that, yeah that was gonna be one i was about to ask you about that as well so that's <laughs> i'm stoked for that i'm sure everyone else is too so that's exciting oh, stuff yeah well, the, um, next, here, man. the next yeah. one is a lot more, uh, even more serious than that. And it's okay. a little bit more, there's some pissed off kind of vibes in there, but not in it's like, angrier. A, yeah, <laughs> not in like a professional wrestler. I'm going to take you down kind of way, yeah. anything like that, but more <laughs> in like a, um, like a relatable to like, you know, the whole team kind of way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, something that. I think everybody feels every day, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, when, so when it came, when, uh, it came to playing live, um, obviously you guys are busy with your main gigs. So, mm. um, Oh yeah. Those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, I'm leaving um, tomorrow morning actually. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. But, uh, so how, 
how did you, that all work out with the, did you like play just a few shows? Was it one show? Was it? We have played two shows because we haven't had the time to schedule a third. It's that crazy with our schedules. It's uh, we're yeah. always out. And the reason that we do this band thing is because we love airports. <laughs> I'm so glad that joke lives on. <laughs> and we love waiting for flights. It's our favorite thing. And we love delays as well as of 2020. We got into this in the first place, right, Taylor? <laughs> yes. And um, another thing is, uh, yeah, that first show was extremely challenging to put together because we we need a – there's only two of us. So we need some help because between the ADD of both of us and the, uh, <laughs> the focus that we need to put on an actual show for rehearsals and yeah. make it happen – we needed some help with, you know, three or four different guys. And we have a solid crew that we have that helps us out. And we flew some guys out and did a rehearsal. And it turned out, man, it, a lot of people came out for it. People came from Australia, the UK. Ooh, wow. Um, I mean, where else, RJ? Like, you name it. Like, it was kind of oh, crazy. God, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Australia, New Zealand. They we were, were overwhelmed. everywhere. We were overwhelmed. Yeah. We did not now, realize that there would be a line around the building. Like we were stoked. We were like, what? Now, would it be in true chemical fire fashion to do a little secret practice show just to make sure that we, because we never played on stage together. Ever. No, we no, had the songs. No, we love the songs. We're like, Oh crap. There's only two of us. How do we pull all this stuff off live? <laughs> you know, I, you, yeah. you got me on keyboards, him on guitar and you with your Manson and all your sounds. And I've got uh. like, we've got all these things going on and we're, and we're just like trying to like figure it out last minute. And, uh, it was and a that scramble. Was the, that was the most yeah. nervous we'd ever been. I, I'm, both of us collectively have played in front of hundreds of thousands of people, major festivals all over the world. We were so terrified to play in front of 300 people at the Nitty yeah. Factory in Hollywood because we had never played. So do you think it would have been wise for us to do a little <laughs> secret practice show just no. to make sure we know what we're doing? No, no we're even gonna better. Invite, we're going to invite everyone Everybody. that we know in the entire music industry so they can come to this one show yeah. and watch us fall flat on our asses. Even but better. luckily, use a lot of production. Oh yeah. Luckily though, we did not fall flat on our asses. We did it. We pulled we, it off. We held each other up. I remember right before and the crazy part was like it was almost like the vibe was as if I just played a lit show and everybody was coming back there to celebrate with us before the chemical fire show. Like we're trying to clear our heads. All of our buddies start walking in, the Hoobastank dudes are coming to support. Oh, wow. Chris Lord Algae comes walking in. Hey, man. I'm like, oh, that's random. Tyler from <laughs> Theory comes walking in. Hey, bud. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm what like, everybody's here? here. What are you doing here? Are you sure you don't want to go uh, over there and have a sandwich across the street? We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, dude, and it we're was sweating. We're we were sweating like, profusely. We're we like... <laughs> were sweating in those colorful suits, man. Like, we were shitting yeah. our pants. And, and like walking up to the stage, right, yeah. walking up to the stage while our intro was running, it felt like a countdown for like a rocket ship taking off. We're like, it we did. could all die right yeah. now. Dude. We don't know. We were there was terrified. that feeling. There was that feeling. And then luckily, when we got out there, there was like some people. There was a lot of people there, and they were like smiling and stoked to see us. And so we're like, okay, yeah. okay. And then that gave us a little boost. And then from then on, it was it was on. And then. 
as soon as we kicked in with uh, the song that is about to be our next single, actually, it just all kind of came together. And then the one in Nashville was not as scary, but it was still pretty scary. Oh, but but then again, like when we got off stage after the show, like yeah. we felt so relieved, but also oh, yeah. so it felt so emotionally draining that oh I think I was actually crying. I think I was yeah. backstage and my mom was there and my girlfriend was there and your girlfriend was there. And I think your dad, was your dad there? My mom and dad were there. Your mom I mean, and dad were and there. My, and, yeah. and, and, and all of them are like, you guys. And we're just like, oh. <laughs> and we and we know that they weren't lying because you know they they were they were telling the truth. My girlfriend does not lie. She comes running up to me after the show and she's crying and she, I'll never forget it. And she's like, "I love what I love what you guys just did." And I I like she had no words. It was it was a really nice moment for us because it was 3 years of RJ and I just obsessively hoping that the world would open up someday or that we could ever play a show again, or that we could show the world this band that we have. And this is our dream project together. And it was finally able to happen. And that was just such a moment for us. And um, it was all so fast. It was so stressful. He had to go back to hailstorm shows right away. I had to go back to lit shows right away, but it was just such a cool moment of like, okay, this, this is, this works. This is going to work. People love it. And we love it. Terrified before the show and relieved after the show are the biggest understatements you could ever make. But yeah. after, the, after we did that first show, Taylor and I realized that we had something and we're like, mm -hmm. okay, now we know how to do this. And yeah. now we can do it again and again and again. And we definitely plan on doing it again. So uh, we do. Keep an eye out. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we actually, yeah, we're, I think we're, just spitballing here. I we're definitely shooting for a December show. I know it's like, you know, two shows a year kind of thing, but maybe next year we'll play out a lot more, hopefully. Yeah, okay. I really it, hope it's to. been a lot of balancing between Lit and Hailstorm. I mean, we've been out a lot this year. We've been doing a lot of international tours. So uh we're hoping that next year we'll be able to pick up the pace and start doing mm -hmm. a few more shows and maybe even get on a tour at some point. That would be just yeah, great. That, that would be great if it was the right fit for everybody and if it made sense for everybody. And yeah, we would love to do that. But you know what, what really makes us so reassured that we're, we we're doing the right thing by, by this band existing was the incredible like following that we garnered in by only doing two shows, like our, <laughs> yeah. the fans that we've acquired, uh, you know, Natalie, I know you're watching. <laughs> oh man, Natalie is is great, man. She's always supporting but, like, us. Every the, the whole support system is like, okay, like now we feel like okay, it, it gave us that little cuz you don't know when you're in it like whether you have yeah. something worth pursuing, but hearing the feedback from the entire support system and all the people online talking about it and really excited about it like made us realize that I, you know, this is something worth pursuing. And, and what we're doing is not something that we're forcing at all. Like we're, we're literally just hanging out with each other. Cause RJ and I are like right now we're, we're, <laughs> we're very close friends and it just, it's easy. And can you yeah. please send me a glass of that wine? Oh, here, through the screen. There you go. <laughs> Imagine if it actually came through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like, would have you to know... end the interview right now and just like go see a doctor or something that would have yeah. blown my fucking mind. Yeah, man. But, uh, but uh, awesome, yeah. So, uh, 
Taylor, you in particular, going up there on stage, uh, singing and playing guitar, mm-hmm. obviously different than what you normally do. Was that a factor in your nervousness for that show? Oh, or? dude, I was a wreck uh, before that show that night. Uh, this is kind of a personal demon that I had to conquer. I was told for years that I'm not a singer. I will never be a singer. And then I end up being a singer of chemical fire. Like that's kind of random. And Hmm. that voice was definitely in my head as we were rehearsing that week. And I was just thinking, Oh man. And you know, Dan from Hoobastank would kind of show up and hang out with us. He's one of our close buddies. And he kind of sit there and be like, man, if you guys just do that, what you guys just did, I think it's going to be a great show. And I'm like, really? And I knew that he wasn't just being nice to us because Dan's so honest. You know, he's like one of our closest buddies, you know, honest to a fault. He, would, he would tell us, he sucked. <laughs> but like the thing is, is um, I just couldn't get, I, I think after that show, I realized, okay, I am a singer. That That's awesome. I, and I felt like, you know, because I always loved singing, but I never felt comfortable singing in front of people. So it was really cool to be able to do that show and, it wasn't really just validation. It was more like, wow, I can do what I love to do, you know, mm-hmm. at age 36 now, you know, and right. do this with like my closest friend, you know, and he's, he's out there, you know, and, and, uh, he's playing and singing, you know, some high ass well, background you know vocals and screaming his ass off too. It's thanks to you, Taylor. And, you know, cause I grew up with the exact same thing, you know, like, people yeah. saying, Oh, you're not a singer. You're just a drummer. Like get behind your drum kit. What are you, what are you doing? Why are you trying to sing? Right. Yeah. You know? exactly. And if it wasn't that whole thing. And and I think if it wasn't for Taylor and my mutual experience in life mm-hmm. being told that over and over again, like this was a chance for us to tell all of them to shove it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was and I, I think that's also what helped Taylor be very open to me singing with him, you know, and us being a a, a band where it's where it features both of our vocals together. And that ended up kind of being the secret weapon of Chemical Fire was was the way that our voices blend together. And uh, we do have a nice and, blend, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that became, sure. that the kind of you know weirdly kind of kind of became a part of our sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like you pretty much both helped conquer each other's demons in a way. Well, by I getting didn't out realize, there. Very true. I didn't realize he had that situation going. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we were in the studio one time we were making demos and I had sang and scream all over this shit of some demos that we had. And, and then uh, he was like messing around in the control room and he was like doing his like high, like, yeah, like his high scream. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, like, I, I was like, trying to give you ideas over the talk back. Yeah. Like, and you were like, why don't you get like, in here and do this? I was <laughs> like, dude, get your ass in here. And then we switched places. And then I, I was like, yeah, scream, scream over that. Cause he's got this like, like kind of high, like very, like nobody sounds like him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. And he has a very original, like very high range. Yeah. And, um, and I saw Thanks. that right away and, and it just came through. Like it was like a hand in a glove, you know, and it was really cool to, to, uh, to hear that. And so then we just oh. started building songs around that. And then I would start, I would sing the songs, send them off to him. Then he'd sing parts over that. And that kind of became our sound. Yeah. You're right, you know. dude. You you nailed it. You you remember it even more vividly than I do. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so now I remember way- when he told me to get into the vocal booth, and I'm like, me? Like, yeah, really? of course. And you so know, that, and I did. And so then that's so what that's what we do now is like, I'll sing the lead vocals on something, and then 
we get RJ in there or send it off to RJ if we're not together. And then he'll lay down his like very creative, like intertwining around my vocal kind of parts Yeah, that just yeah, work yeah. perfectly. And he'll come up with them and we never really have any use for editing or fixing his parts. He doesn't, you know, he has good ears and uh, intuition about that. I mean, I had always been a closet singer for years. I started taking vocal lessons. I was writing my own songs and producing my own demos and, and trying yeah. to like, you know, get that down. But I never really had the confidence to really, really do it. And when, when Taylor encouraged me to do it, and then when he put his EQ and reverb and all the, spe and all the special sauce on my voice, I was like, oh my God, like Taylor Carroll is the only person that will ever produce my voice forever you know? oh, <laughs> it was just incredible you. it was like that doesn't sound like me that actually sounds like a good singer you know so well, I, right. I credit taylor for helping with that too you well know? you gotta keep in mind i mean when you go to a hailstorm show you know check those guys out too i mean mm -hmm. you know rj is holding down that those like heart vocals and the bgvs and stuff that really like you know elevate a lot of that stuff so oh. yep it's really I, I cool the same for lit too Taylor's singing his ass off at those lit shows. Not even, no, I'm not anymore. Not anymore? No, oh, really? no, no, no. I don't try that anymore, dude. I, I just, I just play drums and party. Well, yeah. it, it, it is a lot <laughs> easier when you have that, like because I, I used to do that. I used to sing BGVs with lit while I play drums, but now there's no, I mean, there's no need, man. We, we got it. You know, I, just, I just so enjoy it, playing. It, well, a, AJ's a fucking beast, you know. So there's he no is, problem yeah. there. Uh, but and, now and Jeremy, you get to save, and Jeremy too. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you well, off. Well, now, say now you get to save your voice for chemical fire. So yeah, exactly, there you go. <laughs> exactly. And and Jeremy is a hell of a guitarist too. You know, I, I learn a lot from listening to him all the time. I mean, he really that guy shreds. Yeah, well, yeah. awesome boys. Um, Taylor, I know you have some work to do. I won't keep you guys any longer. I just want to say oh, I appreciate fine, you guys hopping on. Um, and uh, we kind of hit on it a few times, but if you guys want to plug anything, anything upcoming, uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. RJ, do we want to plug anything? Is there anything to plug? <laughs> um, can you can you see me? Yeah, we got I you. Can, see you. can you yeah. see me? Okay, we good. do. Sorry, we keep... do have a couple songs coming out, but the keep first one. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Oh yeah, just saying. We we got we got new music coming out. Really yeah, excited. We got we got a couple really fun things for you, so keep an eye out. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Is it Chemical Fire Band? Chemical Fire Music? What is it? Chemical I don't Fire? even. I don't even know. <laughs> Do you know Search what it is, Chemical Sam? Fire. Uh, we're about to find out. I, we wait, got. Why do we know? Just <laughs> Chemical Fire with with a K, two Ks, K, K E M I K A L F I R E, on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Keep an eye on our socials because we got some new stuff dropping and we're really excited. <laughs> and we'd also love to plug Nico. This is Nico. He only speaks Spanish. Oh, yeah. Oh. What's Nico doing in the studio? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's become a good oh. studio dog, you know? Yeah, and for the listeners, we're talking about a dog. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Taylor's so. dog just showed up and my dog's around here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good, he's a good boy. He just, wanted to, he just wanted to say hi. So. Hell, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, um, yeah we, the new stuff coming out, really exciting stuff, and uh, and you know we're just possible gonna keep doing this until we're back. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And possible, possible show in December. Show, so keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. 
we also have a, a new video that we're about to create soon for the second Ooh. single. Yeah, so keep an eye out for all that. Exciting, yeah, keep an eye on all stuff. that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of stuff. In, in, the, in the recent future, uh, new music coming soon. So finally. Awesome. New music. Finally, yeah. Finally. <laughs> and yep. also check out uh, Lit and Hailstorm, of course. You know, got to plug well, those you. gigs. <laughs> Not the, yeah. But um, if, you. if you haven't heard of them by now, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've heard of them or anything, but yeah. Um, in case you're a chemical fire band who's <laughs> never heard of Lit or Hailstorm, check them out. You might like them. <laughs> yeah. Check out my fragrance channel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Well, thank you for having us, Sam. Appreciate you talking to us for a little bit. Yeah. After I sign off here, hang out for a couple seconds. We'll make sure this all gets upload and everything but uh yeah cool. in the meantime yep this is uh we had taylor uh carol rj hale here with chemical fire i'm sam and thanks everyone for listening thanks, thanks for having us, having us.